Yeah, I'm back. It's time for Book of Experts TV. And today we're talking about how do you avoid becoming or feeling like that salesy weirdo. We're going to talk with a guy who's got the words. He's got those words right on his wall. Don't be a salesy weirdo. That's coming up right after we introduce Book of Experts TV. Time for Book of Experts TV. Topics you love. Experts you trust. Friction-free referrals. Tried. Tested. Trusted. This is Book of Experts, brought to you by salesman.me. Welcome back to Book of Experts TV. Joe Gerard, uh, he says, yes, he's got the sign, he's got the words. Don't yeah, be a salesy yeah. weirdo. <laughs> I say back to Book of Experts TV. We've actually had you on a expert panel, so you, you're back uh, in that sense. And we're going to have an upcoming episode. This is a little uh, teaser for folks. We're going to talk. And you know what? I'm not going to share all the secrets. I've got you coming on with a special guest, and we're going to talk about a really cool project you, you were involved in that others will want to know about too. They're going to like that better. They're going to like that better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I, I had a chance to see it from a different perspective on this uh project that you worked on uh but we'll talk about it. we'll share that for another day that's uh, lots, that's an upcoming projects, episode man. lots of progress <laughs> so uh joe you've got uh change grow achieve yeah man i got the got the order right this time yeah um it's hard for people and i you know it's <laughs> it was years ago i was i i here's what happened i have i have jojerard.ca that's kind of my first website that i built and, you know, JoeGerard.com, that's world's greatest salesman. That's a guy, Guinness Book of World Records. I get great SEO from that. But there was a point where I was like, you know, I want to make a business. I want to make it not just, you know, Joe-centric. And if I want to hire people and do stuff, people don't really want to work at Joe Gerard. That's what I thought. And so, you know, you everybody owns all these cool URLs. So I was just running different words that I like and change, grow, achieve those words. I was like, I can get that URL. So I registered it without really knowing what the hell I was doing. <laughs> and it's uh, it's been it's been the business for a long time. And I've thought about getting rid of it and doing other stuff, but that stuck with it. Now I'm uh, this year, I'm really moving a lot of stuff over to that site courses and things and you know i like it. i got a logo and it works and been running it for a long time so well i think i think it does well of capturing different aspects so you talk about uh you know sales systems mm -hmm. sales leadership uh one of the things i love about you joe you also talk about really simplifying and getting back to these questions of why are we doing this uh i had landon porter on yesterday he was really hammering that point home as well which mm -hmm. is you know, let's not just think about the outcomes, but why are we trying to achieve these outcomes? I know yeah. that's a big part of your process as well. Yeah. Um, I want to focus in on the on the salesy weirdo part of it because I'm working on my book. Uh, you're going to be mentioned in there several times, and one yeah. of the one of the places is don't be a salesy weirdo. Where did that come from? How did you sure. hook into that? And why is that part of your story? Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's funny, and I I, I like Landon too. Shout out to him. He, I love all of his stuff. He's crushing it. Um, salesy weirdo. Here, I'll, I'll tell you. It, years ago, I was trying again, trying to figure out a new brand, uh, and so I was in the process of building uh, this idea around sales heroes because I think you know selling is heroic, um, and helping people win and sell stuff is, is you know like you put the whole 
companies on your shoulder. And so I built this thing called the Sales Hero Academy. And I remember I was getting on stage to speak and the guy that introduced me, I'll never forget, uh, you know, a couple thousand people. He's like, you know, th he didn't really practice what he was going to do, didn't read my bio. And he said, you know, this is Joe and he considers himself a sales hero. And you could see the weirdness in the crowd um, of like, mm, who's this guy think he is? And it was to me, I was like, that's not the intention of it. And I, and, and so that made me feel weird. And then I was on a client call and we were doing like, I love reviewing sales calls. And we were going through her call and looking at stuff. And when we have a normal conversation, like say in a, in a Zoom call or on, on a practice role play, she was awesome. And then I was listening to her call and I just said to her, I was like, why are you being weird here? What, like you're getting weird. And she goes, I was getting weird. I was like, you're being a salesy weirdo. And she was like, totally. And she's an experienced veteran sales rep, but just this one, that one phrase allowed us to like pinpoint, oh, I was being weird. And so we started to dig down, what does it mean to be a weirdo? And you know, uh, I know one of the, actually I think in Landon's group, he talks about like, be, be weird. Uh, and so I embrace that, be your weirdest self but don't be a salesy weirdo. And that salesy weirdo is that like that character that we put on or that armor that we put on that inauthentic or gimmicky thing that we put on where we're trying to be somebody we're not. If you're naturally just weird, be weird. Uh, I know people that are like, you know, batshit crazy, be that and, you know, embrace it. But if you try and be somebody you're not in the, in the, in the hopes that you're trying to sell, that's the salesy weirdness factor. So I actually have like spreadsheets where we track in sales calls, the weirdness factor where we say, you know, like what, that's the thing that started to take the call a different direction. And that was the, you know, we could see that your energy wasn't there. You weren't connected. You weren't your true self and you were becoming weird. And we all know. And when I speak about this on stage in front of people, when I'm doing coaching, everybody understands that feeling of, man, I'm starting to get weird. And the natural thing that we do is like, I ah, keep going. And so people have a hard time undoing it when they're deep into it. Uh, and so they all, but everybody also knows the feeling of being sold to by somebody who's being weird. We know that feeling like viscerally. Yeah, totally. It, it is a feeling. It doesn't feel good to do it. doesn't feel good to be on the receiving yeah. end of it. And what I'm seeing in this space of expert-based businesses is that uh, the experts are saying, you know, it, this doesn't even make sense. Like it, this undermines, I I've worked hard. I've got a whole lifetime, a body of work, hard fought, hard won expertise. Yeah. And it's undermining that if I have to chase people around. Yeah. Uh, and so some of them are just saying, I'm not going to do this. And they'll go looking for other bright, shiny objects, paid traffic, you know, content, which might take you know, years for the results for those seeds to be planted and the trees to grow and bear fruit. Like there, there's a frustration level because they say, if I have to turn myself into a salesy weirdo, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not some other solution, but they're not happy with those other solutions either. So my question to you, Joe, is how, okay, we know the feeling. How are, how are we working around that? What is, because I know one of the things that you do is you create systems and processes yeah. around this to, to structure it in a different way. Yeah. Well, I mean, to, to combat that, I think, you know, just like anything, the first step is to be aware of it, um, <clears throat> is to observe your behavior, uh, you know, listening to sales calls, a perfect example. Like I do a lot of YouTube stuff or, um, video emails. If you're sending stuff out, watch yourself. Um, you know, I'll record myself speaking on stage and even like I'm now I'm looking in the camera and being self-conscious about it. You know, if I'm saying something that is funny, often my face is like this. 
right? So it's it's incongruent or because I'm too serious or I'm thinking too fast or I like for me, I'm a, I'm a fast talker. So I'm not paying attention to certain things. And it's really just about paying attention. I know when I'm doing a YouTube video or trying to get a thumbnail for my video, I'm like, hey, let's find a really good frame of this video that I can use where I'm smiling. And then go through a 20 minute video and be like, I haven't smiled once. And so, you know, thinking, just being conscious of, of, of our personal brand, who we, you know, not necessarily who we're trying to be, but who we want to be. Um, how quickly are we that authentic version of ourselves, like our best version, and how consistent are we? And, and so having sort of a mechanism to, to replay, watch yourself and, and listen and be be aware and be critical of, of how aligned you are with that vision of who you're trying to be. And so I always say, like, imagine, you know, if you were exactly the best version of yourself in five years, start acting like that person now. Start behaving that way. If you want to be more of a leader, if you want to be more engaging, you want to be more interesting, if you want to, you know, have more to talk about than just your offer or your 30-second pitch, do read, start reading books, start being interesting, start creating conversations where you can now settle into it. The other part, when we think about systems and we think about the way the brain works, um, you know, if we think about that, that book, Thinking Fast and Slow, the two parts of our brain, we have to get into a place where we're conscious about what we're doing, but at the same time, unconscious. So practicing conscious things like your systems, your conversational flow, what questions you're going to use, how to build empathy and uh, insights, uh, understanding the stories that you use, the role that you play, all these things in your conversation and following a framework that you can repeat that allows you to be conscious and then that consciousness becomes a lot more unconscious and you go into that state of flow. And so you, but you have to be, you have to really think this stuff through. And a lot of people, salespeople, especially think that it's an art. They think they can just go in and wing it. They call people to just check in or they think they got to put all their stuff. They got to show up and throw up all in one spot. Whereas it's long, it's a long game and it's in its sequences of relationships, sequences of conversations that build uh, real results. Yeah. Well, so I want to unpack because there's several things there. One, one of the things that I heard you say, and this really speaks, so, you know, years ago I was a first a high school and then a college basketball coach. So you're watching the game, the, the game tape, you got to go back and review your performance to break it down and see, you know, where were you at your strongest? Where did the system start to break down? What adjustments do you have to make before the next game? If you want to beat, if you want to win the championship, you got to be on a trajectory to be getting better game by game by game and make adjustments at halftime. So you come out for a stronger second half. Yeah. So I, I love that aspect. Um, talk with me if you would about this idea of being chaseable because i think that's part of this conversation as well right now which is experts don't experts don't chase they shouldn't be chasing it's undermining their expertise but you're structuring part of the sales conversation of being chaseable and i'd love to hear more about that yeah um years ago do i have it here yeah down here uh, i don't know if you can see it orn Claff, pitch anything uh, is an awesome book, and he talks about different fr uh, like frames that you control from like a power frame, a time frame, and one of them is uh, called prizing, and it, and it struck me as a really interesting um, topic, and it and it's been a, a driving force for a lot of stuff that I do now, and prizing is just basically being interesting, being chaseable. And so when people try and control the people are, uh, I'm going into my conversation with my frame and you're coming in with your frame. And so my goal is to move you into my frame. And so I've had a lot of people that, um, you know, like for example, I, we had a big contract and uh, a guy, you know, huge deal that we were trying to do. And the owner of the company called me and said, Hey, I haven't, you know, I was trying to get a hold of you. I couldn't get a hold of you when I called the office. 
um, you know, what's going on? I need to talk to you about this contract that I'm going to sign. And so he was trying to have a bit of a power frame and say, you know, I'm the client, you need to be where I need you to be. And so the prizing effect was me just saying, yeah, dude, I'm uh, it's Friday. I'm going to a golf tournament. I'm pulling my golf clubs out and I got a bottle of whiskey in my hand. I bet you're wearing a suit. How does that feel today? And just that little flip, he was like, oh, come on, man, that's not fair. He's like, when can I come golf with you? I'm like, well, sign the invoice. Let's let's get to work, man. Let's get a contract. I'll fly you out. We'll go, we'll go golfing. And so just being interesting and being chaseable and me, the idea of the mindset of I don't need the business because there's unlimited business out there. And I think a lot of people be become chase, chasers. And so I always say like there's two things that kill puppies and make you die inside, make me die inside is uh, discounting and chasing. If you're saying I have to discount or I got to I got to reduce this or I got to change this, I got to move, I got to change my offer, I got to discount it or I've been chasing this guy. And so I say it's not that they're not interested. It's that you're not interesting. And so if we're not doing things that are being interesting, why should somebody want to do business with us? You know, there's a lot of ways that we can, you know, add value, share resources, be somebody where they're like, man, if I don't work with this person in some way, I'm going to miss out. Now, whether they buy from you or not is irrelevant. But being being the person where, you know, they you call somebody and they look at their phone and they stop like their family dinner to say, hey, I got to take this. This salesperson always gives me crazy value. That's what you want it to feel like that they're chasing you. Hey, man, I want to pick your brain about something. We're doing this project and we think of you just like our our, you know, like our VPs or our CEOs. We think of you like a potential owner, even if you're not even a vendor yet. So like, that's what you want people to think of you as rather than a nuisance or a salesperson that's chaseable. This, this ties in so beautifully to what we've been talking about through, through several different episodes now, because the relationship is really starting with you and yourself, uh, you know, uh, adjusting that scarcity mindset, which by the way, you know, it's easy to get in that mode if you've been trying for a while to get clients and it got hard. You know, we understand why you get there. I've been there, Joe. You probably felt that way at times too. Of making that shift and seeing yeah. that there is no end to the to the people out there that you can build a relationship with when you start building the actual relationships first with yourself and then with them, and not just looking at it as an agenda that you're trying to push through. Totally, man. And you know what the scare, like just so people are aware is the scarcity mindset is all the time, you know, and, and there's, you know, I'm a, I've been doing sales for 20 years. I still, every time I send an email, I'm like, Oh, I hope they like me. I mean, it's the same, you know, it's the, you know, I send a proposal and then they don't respond back in like 30 seconds. I'm like, Oh, they didn't read it. They don't want it. And I can't shake it, man. No matter how many times I've done it, how many times people say yes. And how many times I know that they're like, oh, I haven't had a chance to look at it. We're excited. And they get the phone call. Let's get to work. It's not a lot of people say no. But every time I send something, I expect that no. Right. And I can't shake that. And I can't shake this scarcity mindset. Like I need this business. It's hard. Right. But it's it's something that, um, that we have to work around and really work hard to be chaseable and be interesting. I think that 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 feeling ne is never going to go away. So last night we did our expert panel and Molly Mahoney, who has been on stage with some of the biggest names in the business, including, you know, theater performance, Broadway stars. And she said they're experiencing the same thing, which is they're nervous. They're hoping the audience is going to like them and what they, what they're bringing to share the yeah. performance they're going to put on that feeling never goes away. So we might as well get, you know, just to accept yeah. that up front and say, okay, 
now we know that what can we do to actually you know get into the real relationship building i was watching i was watching a joe rogan podcast yesterday and he was talking about it's like a quick clip he was talking about him talking to johnny depp on the phone and he's like dude he's like i don't know like why am i talking to johnny depp who am i he's joe rogan but then johnny depp was like i'm always nervous he's like i hope people like my film he's like i hope they don't find out i don't know what i'm doing right like <laughs> it's like he's like if those two people are having that issue i think we could all just like kind of relax a bit right yeah yeah totally totally i love that so one of the things i know that you're really good at joe is um building these relationships in an intentional way so using omni-channel so picking up the phone when it makes sense messaging direct messaging email when it makes sense creating systems that tie these things together in an intelligent way so the technology gets out of the way uh Tell us a little bit about what you're working on now, because I think that will be interesting for folks. I know you got you got stuff in the works. You, you're rebuilding your 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 signature program, uh, and I love. I also want to hear more about the hero's journey because I I totally agree. It's not about projecting that we're the hero. It's the people that we work with, our clients, our customers, yeah. the relationships we're building, being their Obi Wan and help letting them be Luke Skywalker and be the hero of the journey is totally where it's at. Yeah. You know what? Like, uh, and I love that. Uh, that's a great segue because we didn't even talk about that earlier. <laughs> but one of the things um, that I've been, I've been, I haven't put this in any of my materials, but I tell people this, my new title that I want to really think of myself as. So I, if we go back to how to, how to really build that. Don't be a weirdo. My, personal brand that I'm trying to create all the time is I want to be a ninja consigliere. I want to be somebody who's whispering in my client's ears or people's ears, helping them win, but nobody knows I'm there. And the more I think about that, the more I get away from trying to be like a guru or trying to be something else. I just want to help people do their best stuff. And I, you know, I'm happy to just be my wife's assistant in her business or go work in the yard, just grow my hair out, be some kind of hippie. That'd be fine. And the way to do that is to not worry about who am I trying to be. Um, so when we think about like that, that's one step. But, you know, you talk about long-term relationships, omni-channel, all that stuff. Really what it is, is that there's people that are out there that are trying to wrestle with things, questions that they that they need answers for. And so I'm always searching for where people are asking questions, where they need help and where I think, especially on, like for example, Facebook, a lot of people are just really mean and they give bad advice and, they, and they're doing it to try and make themselves feel better. So, you know, I just started a new platform. We're launching our courses in there. And I was mentioning to you, I joined their Facebook group because I have questions about things that I'm working on or my team's working on. And, uh, and I ask questions about it and the, and the community helps out, but there's a lot of people that don't help out. So when other people have questions, you know, I really go above and beyond to answer those questions. And I know just, I've been doing this so long that when you start these little relationships, I think what I see happening is that, uh, it, somebody asks a question, you say, Hey, I'm going to help you with that. Here you go. And then we move right into like trying to sell them something, but that's not how relationships really work. I want to help you solve that thing. What else do you need to help with? You start to say, hey, what are you working on? That's my biggest question. Like, what's your project? What are you focused on right now? Ah, cool. Asking questions. And then the goal was to move people off of that digital channel and get back into a, like a real relationship, which is either on a call or on a video call or even in an email back and forth. But the best way is to humanize it by getting, you know, just like this, talking to somebody either on a video or on a phone call. And I always try and move people that phone call because that's that's where we're humans. If we stay digital, we miss all of the all of the juice. 
And so if I can just get somebody on a call even for 15 minutes without an expectation of, uh, of I need something from them to say, I, you know, I'd rather that than spend an hour back and forth on a stupid text message. But let me ask, oh, cool. What are you working on? How does that go? What are you trying to do? Oh, you know what? Let me share this resource with you. Let me introduce you to this person. Let me send you this thing. Let me, let me give you an idea that you can have. And then they say, well, what, what's next? Often people say, well, how do I work with you? And I said, like, well, I don't, and sometimes it's, I don't know if now's a good time. I think you need to do these things before we even consider working together. But in the meantime, work on this stuff. And that's something I think a lot of people miss is they jump right into trying to like, they, so it feels like you have an agenda. It feels like, you know, somebody's talking to you, but you know that there's a punchline. It's like, well, here's my pricing sheet. You're like, it's not what I'm asking for. I just had a question. And so now if that's the weirdness factor where it feels like on the other end, you're very cautious of somebody's like, I'll help you with that. Here's like, mm, that's not what you mean. <laughs> you want my money. And so, you know, really giving and serving and peeing on these, uh, being on these different channels, but building a system around doing that and thinking long-term, that's the goal. Yeah, I can underscore this because this is actually how Joe and I originally connected, which was I asked a question in one of the social media groups and said, you know, who's who's work, been working with this CRM? Because I'm stuck right now. Yeah. And that ended up producing hours of conversation with you and I, you know, last summer when we worked through a sticky technical issue that honestly was over my head, but you, you were answering questions. Is that, how much of that is, is for you is intentional strategy and, and with an intention to build the relationships and how much of it is, I'm trying to get to know this person, figure out whether I want to talk to them more. So now you're like trying I to, would even want to continue the conversation. Is that what you're trying to do? You Say again. Know, you want to know my secrets? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes, I always want. I'm, I'm absorbing uh, everything I can get here. Cool, man. Well, I, you know, here's here's the the thing is that you know I, I know there's a lot of people that say, you know, I, I even did a blog post on this years ago about like you know don't, I don't go for as many coffee meetings as people do. Like everybody's like, hey, I want to go take you for coffee and pick your brain. I think there's too much of that going on. Um, and you know, especially online is, is people will abuse that. Hey, I have a quick question. I have a quick question. And then they just get used to that's our relationship now. So it is, there's, there's a part of it where, you know, if, if I think about the, you know, I used to be a lot more intentional about like the, the percentages of time, but when I decided to grow my business, there's a percentage of my, my energy that goes towards like serving clients. There's a percentage of my energy that goes to finding and selling those clients. And then there's a percentage of energy that goes to like free stuff, right? That's more of, you know, giving back, helping, serving. Those are like the coffee meetings. Those are going to be, you know, answering questions, giving without an expectation in return. That's the key. You can't even have like a 99 and 1%. It's just got to be a hundred percent giving. But at the same time, controlling, uh, respecting your own calendar, respecting your own availability. So if somebody says, Hey, I have this thing I want to run past you I have this idea, but I actually, the, the key to this is that you have to have set your plans. Like I do 90 day sprints. I know exactly what I'm working on. Uh, for, that's a priority for me right now. And I know how much time I can allocate to giving away value right? Giving away free stuff. If I kind of hit that ceiling of that and somebody says, Hey, I want to come pick your brain. So you know what? That's great. I'd love to talk to you right now. I'm in the middle of this project. I probably can do some time in about a couple months where I can put my, I want to give you my attention. Right? So it's, it's very, very rarely that I need to do that, but understanding that, you know, I am going to give a lot of value and some of those things will turn into 
um, potential relationship and a lot of them don't. Uh, so having no expectation allows you not to have to worry. And then you can, you can be really present with people helping them solve a problem so that they, they go, okay, well, what, what's next? You say, well, because then it's easier to say, well, I don't know what's next because here's where I think you need to go. Do we agree on your next steps? If it makes sense for us to go deeper with this, then let's talk about doing some, like actually moving you from this like free stuff to something paid. Right. But it has to make sense. And this is also like, you know, we think about like sales, you, you know, you're always trying to find a fit. You're trying to be chaseable. If I'm chaseable and I'm not chasing you, then it's about us interviewing each other. Does it, do I feel like if I'm going to do a contract, it's minimum 90 days. Do I want to talk to you for 90 days? Right. Do I want to go through, like, I've had some bad clients. We've all had some clients we wish we could fire. So my pre-clients, pre-selling framework is all about, man, I don't want to talk to this person. Right. Cause my, if I go back to my authentic goal of being a ninja consigliere and sitting and being a hippie in my, in my yard and playing guitar and, and having fun sitting in the hot tub. If you're taking time away from that, because I didn't do my job interviewing you, then that's on me. Right. So there's, there's that, that element of free and just giving without expectation. There's an element of moving people into prospecting and lead gen. And then there's a big element of customer service and long-term uh, retention. So that was a great answer because you, you answered what I asked, but you actually took us around the corner so we could see you, you essentially answered the next two or three questions that I had that I wanted because we went from the strategy of building relationships to that structure of organizing your time so that not, no one can afford to just, you know, give it away for free, have, you know, build all these relationships, no business is happening, you, but you're going to starve, your business yeah. is going to starve for clients. So you talked about that structure. I love how you laid that out. Uh, I do want to dig a little bit deeper. Um, because I think what I heard you say in there was also your process for making the turn in a conversation. I want to repeat it back and make sure I heard this right. Sure. We're going to agree on, on what you're trying to accomplish here. And mm -hmm. then we can talk about what those steps look like. And then if it makes sense, you know, I can join you on that path. Is that yeah. essentially you making the turn in the sales conversation from getting to know someone and deciding whether it's worth keep continuing that conversation for the next 90 days to let's actually do some business together? Yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example. I got a client I'm working with right now uh, and we're just finishing uh, our first 90 days together. And when we first started, um, and we're moving on to like a larger contract now, because it's like, you know, it's, I think about sales, just like relationships and dating, you know, when you're first starting out, it's like, you know, especially like on the lead gen side is you're chatting. Like I, you know, I haven't dated for 10 years now, but, um, right. And, uh, and if, if you're like, I see people on Tinder, you're sending messages, you're just feeling each other out. How's it go? Then you're trying to book that first call, that coffee meeting. And then you're saying, do I want to spend more time with you? Right. This is all still in that free level. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, do we commit a little bit more? You know, do we do we take this to the next level? And then eventually, do we go steady? Do we be, you know, um, do we be serious to each other? And then eventually marriage and all that kind of stuff. And then there's post follow-up, all that stuff. So I think about it's just like dating and the whole idea of not being weird. And you can see when people are like, you're ignoring me and the kind of messages people send when they're dating. It's the same in sales. Don't don't do that. But if I think about how you know, if I think about that, like dating, then you really have to, you know, catch people's attention, help them solve stuff, be interesting, all that stuff. But this client, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of stuff on YouTube and a lot of the things I'm doing, especially since all the COVID stuff happened, is trying to give a lot of value on systems 
and helping people solve like very specific challenges that they have because a lot of people are all over like, I don't know how to do this stuff, things that they could have done before. And so rather than focusing on consulting out of the gate, um, you know, I'm doing a lot of affiliate stuff on software. So this one company is connected through my sister and they said, well, what email service would you recommend? And I said, well, I would say active campaign. Let's get on a call and I'll, I'll explain you how that works and I'll show you if it makes sense. So same thing, just let's see if it if it is the software for you. And at the very least, I'll give you some ideas on what else you could use. And if it makes sense for us to talk more, we can do that. So we got on a call, we looked at it, it's like, oh yeah, this active campaign, you'd crush it with this. And here's what you guys can do now. And then this is how you make the turn. You say, let me ask you a couple other questions. So I know exactly what you're trying to work on. You know, how else is it connected to your call center team? Who else is going to be working on this? Who else is involved? What kind of reports are you generating right now? What does the data look like? What are your convert? And so starting to dive deeper and they start to go, hmm, hmm. And it's, and it's all about in the sales process, cognitively reframing where I don't need to tell you what to do. You need to go, wait a sec, do you think we should do some more work with you? Are you able to do like retainer type stuff? That's the question I'm always looking for. Do you think you could help me? And I go, maybe, let's figure it out. Because of the kinds of questions I ask. Not saying, well, let me tell you what my services are. Because a lot of time, these initial conversations, nobody knows what the hell I do right? Because it's me helping them solve a problem. And then they, and then if it, especially for software, people go, wait, what is it you do? I'm like, I'm a sales coach. They go, that's not at all what we're talking about. <laughs> right? So, you know, and it's kind of leading in and same thing for say leadership coaching. I will get people that want to have, you know, a very specific thing on like, say a sales conversation we're building. They need me to help their team through the conversation we have. I ask a bunch of questions and they go, wait, you know, I think I could use some of this. Could you help me? I've got a lot of leadership clients, like, you know, big CEOs that are like, I think I need you to help me. I've, I've coached like, you know, VP teams where they're like, oh man, we just need you to come in and be our therapist because <laughs> the way you ask, ask questions. And so it's, it's, it's the questions and being able to share insights through those questions, getting people to think differently. And then they go, well, I see that there's much more to this than I initially thought. What would that look like to work with you? That's the question I'm on the hunt for. And so yeah. framing conversations that way makes it so that they have to sell me on why it would make sense for us to go further. They can see my value because of the questions, because of the insights I share. I don't need to pitch. And that's the chaseable factor. I was going to say, it brings it right back to the to where we started with the chaseable sign. So. In the loops, baby. I love it, Joe. Listen, we've run out of time. Uh, share with folks, where's the best place to, for them to, what's the best doorway to walk through to enter your world and learn more about Joe? Well, through Tobin, because he gives great referrals. He's got this awesome platform. <laughs> but uh, the um, uh, go to changegrowachieve.com. Just message me. I also, I, I do a lot of forward. Bookjoeg.com. It just goes to my website. <laughs> but, <laughs> but also, I'm building different courses. I've got an academy. I've got YouTube. There's lots of things. Um, you know, go on my site and, you know, just reach out and connect me. Whatever problems you have in terms of sales, systems, small business, just want to simplify or you want to just make your life easier, have some more fun. That's what I do. Just send me a message. And I see a lot of conversation with you right now. You're talking about the the uh, online course software and how you've been doing some of that work for yourself and sharing what you're learning with others. So I think anyone that that topic is, you know, top of mind, yeah. it's, that would be a, that would be a good reach out right now. Yeah, I just, I'm moving, uh, I built a whole bunch of stuff myself. Like I'm a big tech nerd at the same time, right? So uh, I love that stuff. But uh, I moved everything over to a new platform 
called New Zendler. I also have another, uh, my Change World Chief site will be on Kajabi. So I'm testing both of those. Um, I love this stuff, you know, and if you're just trying to figure out how to make your business run smoother, that's what I do. Super. I love it. Love the sim simplicity of that last message. You Joe, uh, thanks for taking the time. Again, don't be a salesy weirdo. We heard it here first. That's why I wanted to get you on and uh, make sure we attributed those words the right way because uh, you're going to be mentioned in the book that I'm putting I love out. it, baby. So. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks, Joe. Have a good one.